0: Hey, what is shaking, Bacon? We are back here with another book club. This is book club number eight, talking about Devin Olson's tactical fly fishing, covering the chapter on fishing pocket water. And pocket water is kind of interesting because this is a water type that a lot of people don't fish. And I've seen this myself. You know, these are stretches of river where you don't always find anglers on, where like popular pools you don't always have a guy in them usually if it's busy or if it's in the summertime uh if you're not there up at the buck crack of dawn but you know pocket water is often overlooked and it's kind of funny that it's overlooked because this is a great place to catch fish it's also an somewhat easy place to catch fish and, and that comes down to you know because of the the current uh coming around the boulders and everything there's little time for the fish to actually react to your fly so it has to make its decision a lot quicker than it would if it was slowly drifting through a pool Uh, and this can be really beneficial because you know your drift doesn't have to be perfect but if that fish in that instant you know decides hey i want that Uh, You're going to be hooked up with a fish and, you know, it doesn't take much to be wrong in a split second decision. I'm sure many of us can relate to that, but we won't go any further there. So pocket water is kind of cool, you know, because you have an upstream side to a boulder uh, and a downstream, you know, pockets being created kind of in heavy current uh, with, you know, kind of some larger boulders scattered throughout and, and leaving pockets uh, so-called pockets behind the boulder but there's also a pocket upstream of boulders in this water uh, and this can actually be kind of a, a a good place to target fish there's this hydro pocket kind of in front of the boulder from the force of the water hitting it uh and you know fish often hold here and, and i've actually caught some really big fish holding in this type of water so always fish the front side of the boulders too we're going to get into the back side of the boulders and spend most of our time there but Uh, Always fish the front side of the boulders. And something, again, with the front side of the boulders, uh, the deeper the water, the more there's going to be churning kind of in front of the the boulder. So the fish are going to kind of sit higher in the water column and, you know, vice versa. And, you know, the sides of the boulder can also hold fish, kind of act like an undercut. But this is typically when the fish's metabolism is a little higher, when the water temperature is a little warmer, kind of, you know, 52, 54 degrees and up uh, from there. But the meat, the heart, the life lesson in the pocket water is the downstream of the boulder. And the downstream of the boulder kind of uh, creates like a Y uh, with the both sides of the boulder, uh, the left and right sides of the boulder acting kind of as the tips of the split. And that split coming down in conjunction where you have this pocket where it's almost dead water. It, It also churns too. This is not... Uh, usually that ideal of a place to catch fish actually but you have these two lines coming together and then those currents come back together and you have a seam that's kind of your your straight line of the uppercase y. And so, like I said, that actual V part of the Y is not always the best place to catch fish. Now, you, don't get me wrong. There can be fish sitting there. However, you can often get churning. Uh, and if that churning is too much, uh, you know, it's it's not energy efficient for a fish to sit there. So they're not going to sit there. Uh, and this is also, depending on how it churns, you might actually have fish sitting backwards in these pockets. Uh, which is cool with a urine and finger rig because you can actually do that upstream drift. And uh, I've actually caught a lot of steelhead drifting uh, uh, upstream. Which makes no sense at all, but just fish sitting backwards. But where that that V comes together and you have that stem of the Y, that's the money spot. That's where you want to be focused. You still want to maybe throw a cast in that V, but uh, that money spot, that that stem of the Y, that's where you're going to be getting most of your fish. Um, When those currents come together, they kind of hit each other and you get like a little dead spot below them. Uh, that's a great place for fish to hold, and it, it's surprising the size of the fish you can pull out of some of these seams. So that's where you want to focus your effort. Uh, the big downfall and the big thing that I think keeps people from pocket water is that it's tough to fish with an indicator in this type of water, uh, and and that's because it's, you know, it's typically between your split shot and your strike indicator, your or whatever you're, whatever you're using is usually too long, uh, and your flies are you're not going to be able to land your flies and your indicator into the same pocket to get kind of a drag free drift. You know, if your flies land in the current on the side and your indicator lands in the pocket, you know, your flies are going to be ripped downstream when your indicator is held upstream. You know, that's not very natural. You get this weird swing pivot type deal. And then if it's vice versa and your bobber lands in the current and your flies and the slow stuff, that bobber is going to drag those flies through the pocket just unnaturally. So, uh, Indicator fishing, not ideal. However, uh, you know, indicator fishing, suspension fishing, kind of the same thing. This is a pretty good place to fish dry dropper. Uh, but dry dropper is a little different uh, and specifically fishing dry dropper on a euro nymphing rig or just straight up euro nymphing, just because you can hold that line in the seam. You can get it. It's pretty easy to land it all, especially if you're just using one fly for your nymphing. Pretty easy to land it all in the same current. Uh, and drift it through there and get a nice natural drift through that pocket. Uh, But dry dropper has an advantage uh, in in this situation and uh, especially in low water. And I actually did a video on YouTube uh, where, I didn't do it about this, but this is, you know, shows you some of the situations where you can employ this. Uh, I fished Halite Creek in Montana and I had to employ this dry dropper tactic in in these pockets, these small pocket water. Uh, And the reason it was so effective because the fish were pretty aggressive they were eating dries too i was catching fish on the dries and the nymphs so that was pretty advantageous uh, and i will leave that video link down in the description so if you guys want to go check that out and kind of see this technique in action uh, you can go see it uh, but you know with a dry dropper rig you know you, you have a lot shorter distance between your fly and your Uh, In your dry fly plus you know that dry fly is also available to eat You know with a normal indicator whether it's yarn whether it's a you know a thing bobber you know, that's not available to eat Uh, You can often spook fish that way Uh, Plus you typically don't run split shot below a dry dropper so you can have a lot shorter uh, distance between your nymph and your dry between that suspender and the nymph and that gives you a little bit better control over depth plus if you use lighter flies Uh, you can avoid kind of snatching bottom when it gets really shallow. Uh, And kind of some uh, some guidelines or recommendations when the depth is greater than two feet. uh, This is kind of hard to reach depth with a dry dropper rig so this this might be the time to switch over cut that dry off and just go with a straight nymph rig a single nymph or double nymph uh, whatever you need to do to get down. Uh, And if it's less than two feet of water you know that's your dry dropper ideal time you know with that obviously the shallow the water uh the more and the clearer the water the more willing the fish are going to be to eat a dry um, and specifically because you know get the, unleashing the inner nerd the inner fisheries biologist in me uh clearer water kind of means the stream is a little bit more oligotrophic uh, and this essentially means that the primary production is low which means that there's less bugs in the water so the fish are kind of more used to looking up at the surface so if you have you know these small streams that don't you know always have a lot of bug life that you know you're not talking your major rivers with your major hatches but a lot of these small streams that are oligotrophic uh kind of higher up in the in the or lower in the order you know like first order second order streams you know your little headwater streams for cutthroat you know throw those dry flies they're looking up they're looking for terrestrials they're looking for bugs hitting the surface and they're mm. just ready to take dries and you know I, I do what I do to catch fish, but I, I do enjoy a good dry fly eat just as much as the next guy. And this is the primary, this is a great opportunity to throw dries, so. In uh, higher temperatures, you have higher metabolism, uh, so they're more likely to eat a dry. Also they're more like, likely to be holding in pocket water during this time, like we talked about earlier. And wind, uh, wind is a good time to throw the dry dropper on the Euro rig versus the nymphs, because. Oh, excuse me if you've done any uh, sort of any sort of your you realize that the wind is the devil to that technique uh, But when you throw that dry drop around there, you kind of have an anchor to the water surface So even if the wind is blowing your cider you have something anchoring that uh, that nymph that Rig in place to the water and kind of minim- minimizes the impact of the wind So yeah, that's gonna do it for pocket water. Like I said, I'm gonna leave that link to highlight Creek in the description Uh, Go check that video out if you're interested or just want to see the technique in action. Kind of show you a little bit uh, what's going on here. And it's a really fun water type to fish. It's probably my favorite water type to fish, honestly. But, yeah. So, I hope you guys enjoyed. uh, And we'll talk to you very soon in the next one. If you do enjoy the podcast, please let me know. Please comment. uh, Subscribe to the podcast. All that jazz. But, like I said, we will see you. Uh, We won't actually see you because this is an audio recording. We will hear you in the next one see you guys